black as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Become my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, I'll corner my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Surrender so separately. Fred the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, I'll corner my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, God's the limit. God's the limit. God's the limit. Motherfucker. 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 
Oh man. Alright guys. What is going on? What is going on guys? We are back. We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. Man, let's jump right into the intro. Uh, what is going on guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. This is episode 148 of the news. Two episodes away from 150. Man, it's crazy. Um, but yeah man, with that... Um, with that, man, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we are on here with Notorious Unscripted. Um, after Monday Night Raw, it goes off the air. And every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, we are on here with the news. Um, uh, also, if you guys did miss this past Monday's edition of Unscripted, that is... Um, that is, is Sami Zayn much more than a setup guy? Is he much more than setup Sammy? You guys can now watch that on all platforms, man. I believe that is episode 129. You guys can now watch that on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here every Monday after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted, man. Um, also, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Hills Podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop right now, man. The link is at the top of the description of this very video, and it is in either mine or Sirkay's social media pages, man. You have the Chicago flag design, the Chicago skyline design, the base logo design, the Riddler-inspired IWC's best-kept secret design, the Scratch logo, the only community that matters, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, and the Christmas merch, man. All eight of these designs available in more than just a t-shirt. Available, like I said, on bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. And it is in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. So, with that, man, if it's your first time watching and you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast, I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Going good. Just been a, just been chilling out, man. Just been chilling out. Um, been doing shit, man. Just basically waiting for, for fucking me at this point. Well, really, Revolution first, but um, in terms of the WWE side, really, I'm just waiting for um uh, for Mania. But um, I've been chilling, man. I've been good, man. I like to run takeaways. They ask, "How's life? How's the family? Life's good, man. Family's good." What are you, Durante, Logan, everybody in chat? How you guys doing? What about you, bro? How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good, bro. <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Nothing, nothing too much. Um, nothing too much. Um, but yeah, the other day, I went to uh, a, I went to a uh, disc place. Um. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but I, I went to a different disc replay and I uh, picked this up, picked this Sting up, man. So I got the Sting to go with my Darby Allen. I also got a couple other things I can't share with you guys exactly uh, just yet. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so disc replay we normally go to is that which which one is that? Uh, that's the one in Orland. Damn, because my friend at work was telling me that they got, like, a signed Rey Mysterio mask there. I don't know if he's been there, but we didn't see stuff like that when we went there. Oh, shit. Because I thought we went to that one, but, like, we didn't see none of that. So I think by the time we went, that stuff was gone. Because he was just telling me that recently, but I don't think he's been there for a minute. 
probably damn that's crazy bro that's really crazy um but yeah man um oh okay uh but but yeah man um uh but as durante always asks man i'm good family's good and what about you durante well it looks like he says he's doing good man so that's awesome to hear as always, man. But yes, I picked me up some uh, the, uh, Sting to go with my Darby Allen. So that was that was a cool pickup, man. That was a cool pickup. Um, I've been wanting him for a while. Um, I just can't find him in fucking stores anymore. But uh, yes. Um, but yeah, man. So yeah, that is uh, that is cool, man. And then, like I said, I got some other things I can't share with you guys just yet. But you guys, I think, are really gonna like it, man. So. Uh, yeah, man, but Logan says in the chat, uh, Sami Zayn is open to using his old theme worlds apart for the Elimination Chamber. Dude, I would absolutely love that. I, I think that would be fantastic. Um, yeah, because that song he has now, not only was that song made for heel Sami Zayn, but that shit was just ass, bro. That shit was just hot Thanks fucking garbage, dude. It was the oh, it was like the opening the worlds apart because you know, uh, Duff Rebels got to piggyback somewhat off of um, some. Uh, no, they don't make nothing original. No, it's just fucking just sound, just the most generic sound. And like, listen, you know, theme songs with no words can be bangers. Uh, look at Bobby Lashley song, uh, Seth Rollins. Like, there is you know, there is some bangers, but. Dude, when your music is unidentifiable, that's the problem, bro. And their music has no fucking identity. Like, when you hear Bobby Lashley's theme song, you know it's Bobby Lashley, and it's identifiable with Bobby Lashley. When you fucking hear Sami Zayn's theme song, it's literally just noise. So I would be all for... um, It would be our two episodes away from 150. That's crazy. We really are, bro. We really are. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. We're almost to 310 subscribers, man. So thank you guys for that. I believe our Royal Rumble review hit over 3,000 views. So it's doubled from night one. Um, Dude, again, man, thank you guys so much, bro. To the new listeners and to our OGs, man. Truly, thank you guys so much, bro. You guys are really, really, really the best, man. For real. man. And... Um, I'm gonna apologize tonight, just in case my camera looks so fucking green. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it, but I gotta get a new camera because this this uh, looks horrible. Yeah, I apologize. I, I think your your RGB is really tweaking out because like sometimes you move and it goes to like the normal color, and then sometimes you'll just move and it'll just. I thought I thought you were high. I thought you had some green lights on or some shit. You looking like Warlow no. in here, man. Like bro, what the fuck? Okay, yeah, I gotta get. It. We dropped it too many times. I think the, I think hitting the glass fucking destroyed oh this my thing. Let's <laughs> start looking for a new one, bro. This ain't right. Oh hey, the next time we do reviews, man, if you still got that little camera stand, then we won't have to worry about uh propping the camera up on my humidifier. So exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, that that RGB that RGB is not working today. <laughs> so <laughs> damn. All right, man. So golly, I need a haircut, man. I got my whole Wyatt family look going on. Tomorrow's the day. I'm hoping tomorrow's the day 
but golly, this uh, man, I need to get this haircut, man. But other than that, man, I'm good. Um, other than that, man, I'm good, bro. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy, man. Oh, yeah. Um, so with that, man, let's start you guys off with an old piece of news. It came out last week. Came out last uh, last week. I believe it was last last Friday night, of course, uh, or last Saturday. It was one of the two. Comcast. Comcast, man. We all know Comcast. They were in the running to buy the WWE, man. So, obviously, we're going to start this off first. Um, um, Comcast was in the running to buy WWE, but it looks like Comcast is losing interest in buying WWE, and this could upset sales talks. All right, man. During the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that Comcast removing their interest from the situation could spell trouble for the company. Uh, for the company's mission to sell at a high price. If anything, Comcast pulling out could also scare off potential buyers. He says, and I quote, They need to make it look like a couple people want them. But if But if word is out that Comcast doesn't uh, it might hurt the sale because it might lower the value. Uh, people might go, if Comcast is paying all this money for them and they don't uh, and they don't trust, and the only way you would know that is if you don't want to make that out right now because everything is so uncertain or as much or as much as wrestling history is what it is, you don't have to fully trust that it that it'll be forever. It was also noted that NBA and NFL make long-term deals, but if WWE can't secure one, this isn't a good look. WWE obviously is in a crucial point in talks to sell the company and and something like Comcast pulling out isn't a good thing for them. Comcast uh Endeavor UFC uh and Endeavor UFC's uh parent company and even Saudi Arabia were said to be in the running. Only time will tell if Comcast will pull out. Dude, I've been hearing um I've been hearing that the reason Comcast is pulling out is because uh Vince McMahon is involved. And again, that is why he doesn't say it here, but I've been hearing that a lot. I've, I've really been hearing that a lot, that the reason that Comcast, the real reason Comcast pulled out of this, um, you know, potential sea of buyers is because Vince McMahon is involved. Thing is, if that is true, that again goes to show why this company, like we said, will more than likely be sold to Saudi Arabia. If I'm too loud, uh, please let me know. Um... See my thing kind of lower it a little bit, um, just in case. But yeah, man, if if Comcast, um, you know, if Comcast did pull out of this deal because of Vince McMahon, that should tell you guys right there that that Vince McMahon um, will most likely sell this company to Saudi Arabia because they will more than likely be the only people to put him back in charge because they're mindless. They really are fucking mindless when it comes to um, the WWE and professional wrestling. So 
Um, yeah, this isn't good, and this isn't good for uh, other sea of buyers, as Meltzer's saying here, because Comcast is a huge fucking company, and if they don't, and if they think that Vince McMahon is a detriment to the company, and they uh, are not willing, and here's also, last week, there was a piece of news that said, uh, from Nick Khan, that Vince McMahon would step down if... Um, it, uh, as soon as the company is sold, well, let me get this straight. So if Comcast knew that, why would they drop out of the sea of buyers? Because he's probably not stepping away. That just, that should tell you all, all it needs to, to be honest. So Comcast probably knows that the story about Vince McMahon you know, leaving the company after it's sold is probably bullshit and he's looking to be put in charge again. And the only people that are probably going to put him in charge is Saudi Arabia and give him full control. And that, oh man, golly. It's all pointing to that, man. I mean, if Comcast starts to, you know, dip out, that'll cause others to dip out, like like Meltzer said. And who, who who's not going to dip out? Who's going to be their last resort? Because Saudi, they don't care how many people want to buy this company. Obviously, that'll hike the price up a little bit if a lot of people do. But if anything, it's a benefit for them because they're going to be the default anyway. So they get to buy it at a cheaper price. Yeah. Like, Doug, it, it's all pointing to Saudi, bruh. Like, this is horrible in terms of the future of the company because once Comcast starts getting out, so will ESPN and so will Disney so will then and then and then who are they going to go to man this isn't a good sign man the Vince being the reason behind it it's just going to make this situation even worse man definitely dude definitely and you know if Comcast knew if Comcast knew that Vince McMahon was going to be involved that is probably why they stepped out, man, because, the, like I said, man, the story of him stepping down is probably all bullshit, and this is not good for WWE. I mean, um, that has just kind of been the ongoing rumor going around, man, but, I mean, I don't blame Comcast, bro. I mean, at this point, you don't know what the fuck you're getting. You don't know if you're getting Triple H. You don't know if you're getting Vince McMahon. You don't know if you're getting... Fucking Nick Khan, you don't know what you're getting at this point, man. And the only people that are willing to uh, just shut up and and pay the money um, is Saudi Arabia. And those are the only people more than likely that are going to um, be okay with Vince McMahon because a lot of people, a lot of people... um, Judging off the way the company has gone since he's been in charge... A lot of people don't want to see Triple H removed from that chair, man. And if uh, yeah. and if Comcast, Comcast, uh, you know, I, I would pull out of the deal, too, if I felt that I was in a position where I was going to buy a company for billions of dollars and, just for it to turn around and be not what I asked for or not what I thought I was getting. So I don't know, man. I don't know. It's not good. It's not good at all. And. Again, this is uh, this is uh, what we call a domino effect. This is what we call a domino effect, man. A big company like Comcast is pulling out of this deal because the company's just in uncertain times. It really is. You really don't know 
one week if you're getting fucking Vince McMahon back in charge, you don't know, one week if you're getting half-assed Triple H booking, then the next week you're getting this masterful Triple H storytelling. Company's just in uncertain times, man, so that's just how it is. So I I could see Comcast stepping away just for that, and I could see Comcast stepping away because they know Vince McMahon is not stepping away. They're just telling this to people to get people to be a little more friendly to buying the company. Exactly, man. Exactly. It's uh, it's not going well with this company, man. It, it's in it's in a state where no. nobody knows what the hell it's gonna be. Not even the buyers. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. It's really, really just uncertain times, bro. So, well, it's interesting to me. Off topic. I was watching. Uh. I got to watch like the first 40 minutes of it over the past two nights, but um, I was watching FTR with Dax, um, episode seven, bro. He li- he listed off his top five dream opponents, bro. I want to say four of them were from WWE. Damn. He named Walter as a singles opponent. He named mm. um. Oh my god. I I know he named Walter. I know he named Ishii. So obviously that's an AEW one. Um and I also know he named the Usos in there as being like the ultimate tag team match. Um being that, you know, the Usos have been booked great and uh FTR as well. So man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I mean, I I see where he's coming from in terms of, like, opponents, but I also don't see where he's coming from in terms of opponents. But then again, I also see, I see the pros and cons to both, because on one hand, you have an AEW tag division who is good, but it's kind of the weakest it's ever been. You know what I mean? So, and then on the other hand, you have WWE to where it's very weak now, but in terms of who they've been talking about bringing back, they could have a little something on the horizon. But then with WWE, what did I just say? Hard time, or not hard times, sound like fucking Dusty Rhodes. Uncertain, uncertainty. There's a lot of uncertainty with WWE. One week, FTR could be in wwe and they could be seven star ftr they could let him be fucking dax harwood and cash wheeler and they could be tearing shit up and the next week all these other teams could be fired and they'll be probably the next ones on the list so i don't know man i don't know it's i get the i get the pros and cons to both man but it's it's really it's gonna be a tough decision for them it really is going to be a very hard decision for these guys come April, man. It really is. It really is, man. Definitely. It, it's it's a big decision, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely. So, Nick Khan. Another Nick Khan story, man. Uh, keeping up with the theme, bro. Nick Khan says that a WWE sale could happen quick. Maybe three months. Appearing on CNBC, Nick Khan 
said the market is robust for the WWE product. Who do you think that's because of? And if a sale comes together, he expects it to happen fast. He says, and I quote, Quick, I think it's going to be a fast process, maybe three months, he said. Vince McMahon, who retired in July 2022, uh, returned to the company as a member of the board and on January 6th claiming he needed... Uh, he needed to present. Uh, he needed to be present for media rights negotiations as the founder and controlling shareholder. When he a- uh, when asked if Vince was on the board with a sale and if he would be willing to step aside in favor of the new owners, Khan replied, "You're right. It's very tough to take control uh, to take control from him, and he's built an empire." Here we have Nick Khan admitting it of all people. Literally. Uh, you're right. It's very hard to take control from him, and he's built an empire that has certainly been uh, certainly been good by me and for me. Uh, Vince has declared to the board, he has declared to the board, to me, and to other management, that he is 100% open to, to a transaction where he is not included in the company moving forward. I really believe he's looking for the best value for the shareholders, Keep in mind, he's also a large shareholder. He's 77 years old, and I don't think he's ready to take a look at the landscape. And I think he's ready to take a look at the landscape. Sorry, I think I said I don't think he... Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Vince McMahon is... So, let me get this straight. Vince McMahon... This is, this is why we called Nick Khan Nick Khan Man. Literally. Bro... He stated in here that Vince McMahon is looking for the best options for the shareholders. First of all, the only shareholder he's looking for the uh, best interest in is himself. He doesn't give a fuck. Dude, he literally tried to pass a law where, and he got it passed, where the shareholders have no say in his company. Multiple shareholders are suing him. You think he's going to look out for these people? Come on, bro. I mean, it's common sense. Why Why do you always have to bull? I mean, I get, you know, you're trying to not make it look like your company is in the most uncertain of times ever. Obviously, you're not going to come out and tell everybody that the fucking company's in shambles. But, dude, do you have to be the biggest bullshit artist ever? I mean, come on, bro. Like, just say... Just don't even bring it up, bro. You know, dude, the shareholder. Why would the shareholders be suing him if he was in their best interest? If they were in his best interest, come, come on, on now. I mean, why can't you just pull a Tony Khan and just be no comment Khan? That's Actually, all. That's all the guy fucking says. No, no I, I, I have no comment on this situation as he's fucking moving his eyes around, moving a mile a minute. Like, <laughs> what do you think about CM Punk coming back? Uh no, no comment. <laughs> Is it... Like what the fuck? Like, like, just... like dude, but, I don't like, know, man. I don't know. It looks, uh, it looks incredibly, uh, incredibly, incredibly ridiculous. The amount of times you genuinely go up there and just bullshit. Your people, man, or your fans, or, or your company shareholders, man, your higher-ups, bro. 
you sound like the biggest bullshit artist ever. So you really do, man. We have a rumored, keeping up with the theme of the sale, we have a rumored list on who makes what off the WWE sale, man. So, really quick, let me just do some, some quick Google Googling. Okay. All right. All right, man. So if WWE is sold for $8 billion, this is roughly what the key people in WWE would make from the sale. Holy shit, this list is actually fucking hilarious. I hope it's not real. So this is according to the Wrestling Observer... Jesus Christ. This is according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Here are the following names. And numbers. So out of this sale, Vince McMahon would make, this is going from highest to lowest, Vince McMahon would make $2.5 billion out of this sale. Right under him is Stephanie McMahon at $170.8 million. Number three, is Linda McMahon? Oh man, that uh, that divorce money coming in hot with this WWE sale. Holy fuck! You know she happy. She don't care who it gets sold to. She getting paid out of the wedding. I wonder if they're still married, just legally separated, or if they're divorced. It's, it's intriguing. Let me see. Let me do another quick Google search. Linda. Oh, yeah. She divorced him in 2022. They got his ass. Wow. Fucking Vince. Bro took a hell. I wasn't sure if they were, um... I wasn't sure if they were legally separated, not officially divorced yet, but yes, they are officially divorced. Goddamn. Alright, man. So... Linda McMahon will be getting... $50.3 $50.3 million. <laughs> Kevin Dunn is under her with $24.2 million. Nick Khan gets $13.8 million. Frank Riddick, who apparently is their chief financial officer and the, their president... Gets $10.8 million, and the last fucking name, the last name on the list. Do you guys want to take a guess as to who I didn't name off yet? The last guy on the list, the guy who's single-handedly in charge for the highest-grossing Survivor Series, the highest-grossing Extreme Rules, the highest-grossing Royal Rumble... The highest grossing everything up until this fucking point. That man is the man we all know as Paul Triple H Levesque. Do you know, do you want to know what he is getting out of this fucking sale? Paul Levesque will be making $8.3 million. 
dollars out of this fucking sale. That means his wife will be making $162 million more than him off of this sale. Paul Levesque, the man who is single-handedly in charge for NXT, not only NXT, and all of the shit I just named you guys, the highest grossing pay-per-views since he's been in charge, except for, I don't think, SummerSlam, but technically... SummerSlam was still Vince's show. He That was like right when he was put in charge. Dude, everything that he has solely been a part of has been the highest grossing pay-per-view of its time or of its franchise. Bro, this man got the fucking chunk change. I actually, I wonder what Kevin Dunn's official title is in WWE. Like... Bro, that's so fucking sad, bro. 8.3 million out of an 8 billion dollar sale, bro. That is fucked. That is pure, pure fucked. That ain't right, man. I mean, they just doing that, man, bogus. They really are, man. And I, I was curious, so I looked at the number, bro. Even after this sale, Vince McMahon still won't be richer than the cons. Damn. It's funny, man. I find that very funny. How much are funny. they worth? I, I looked it up. It was it was like twelve point three billion or something like that. Ooh. He's worth three billion, so he'd be worth probably around five six billion, even half, barely half of what they are. It's insane. So Kevin Dunn is the executive producer of WWE programming. So that is his official title, the television producer. Executive producer, WWE programming, man. Um, dude, Triple H, um, wow. When I seen this list, and, man, um, wow. Okay, first of all, why is Linda McMahon making more, well, I guess, I guess, well, well that divorce money is, is hitting, uh, coming in hot, I guess. Why the hitting. fuck... So, I don't understand, but at the same time, I do understand Nick Khan, because technically he is higher up on the on the corporate ladder than he is. But the thing is, Nick Khan is the, uh, the official, officially the CEO of the company. He is only making $13.8 million. That is actually fucking yeah. sad. Kevin That's Dunn. Like how the fuck does Kevin Dunn make more than the chief content officer and the CEO of the company? Yeah, I don't get how Kevin Dunn gets so much. I would think you would switch at least Nick Khan and Kevin Dunn. Because I could see Nick Khan getting a, getting a fucking fuck ton of money. But like, no way he's only getting $13 million. He's got to be getting some some money. And these are the official prices. You don't know what they would get in bonuses and shit like that. So they they could just be giving this level of money just, you know, for taxes. And then they'll just, you know, give them a bonus of a massive amount of money. Probably something like that. But, like, still, bruh, 8.3 million ain't no fucking way. Dude. That's that's Dude, actually insane, good. bro. I mean, gar- I mean, granted, him and Stephanie alone bring home almost yeah. 100 and 180 million, but Still, Dude, 
$8.3 million to the man who has changed your company for the better since he's been in charge. Wow. Wow. That is actually fucking foul. That... That is fuck. That is actually fucking foul, man. Um and it just goes to show that story that came out about Stephanie and Triple H being opposed to a WWE sale is uh is all the confirmation you need. Triple, Triple H looked at that run sheet and was like, huh? Oh. What <laughs> eight <laughs> pro <laughs> It's like Vince McMahon's going down the line, and he's like, here you go, man. Here you go. I got you, bro. I got you. Here you go, man. Here's all these men. Oh, fuck. Forgot about Paul. Hold on. And then he goes back down the line, and he's like, man, give me a little bit more of that. And he's like fucking taking single single dollars from everybody and shit, and he, and he, eventually, he eventually pulls some amount of money together, and he's counting. He's, uh, all right, here you go. Here you go. This is all. This is all we got for you, Paul. How much? I think it's eight point three million. Here you go. How much did Kevin Dunn make? Uh, twenty four, I believe. Oh nah, bro, dude. Oh no, <laughs> dude. Come on, man. Triple. Uh, no fucking wonder why Triple H did not want this company to be sold. What the fuck is that? The fuck. He's getting less than like you said. He's getting less than Brock on the yearly, for a, dude. For a sale, Brock Lesnar makes more in a year than Triple H will make off this sale. Who even knows what Brock makes nowadays? Who even knows? I, I don't think he'll he makes as much from WWE as he did. And what what was that like twenty eighteen? Yeah, I don't think he makes that much anymore. But I still think it's more than what Triple H will get. Well, at the least, he's making like fifteen. Yeah. Oh well, because I remember the old thing with Brock was he makes twelve million a year, so he gets a million dollars a month. Uh, you know, if you estimate it, Brock's got to be making about fifteen. Because thing with Brock is Vince McMahon. Brock Brock always knew how to fucking get more money out of him because either way, Vince looked at it. Vince looked. At, Vince didn't look at it as oh he's getting old. Vince always looked at Brock as always oh, Brock Lesnar. He's gonna draw us money, which is why he continued to bring him back. That number for Brock, I feel, only increased with Lesnar. So true, true. This motherfucker, man. Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar probably makes like a hot fifteen million now. Probably uh, done upwards. And. Triple H, bro. Oh man, that just isn't right. Triple Triple H is probably making half of Brock Lesnar's paycheck off this, uh, off of this, um, <laughs> off of this sale, man. I mean, this this is this just man. Damn, sad. I'm be so angry. Oh God, I look, man. When I seen this sheet, bro, right before we went on, I, oh man, I almost about fell over. Paul Levesque at the bottom of the fucking list. Frank Riddick makes more than him. Good lord, who the fuck is Frank Riddick? Fucking Riddick, man. Paul Levesque, man, single-handedly changed your company around just by his presence alone, and he gets eight million dollars from a eight billion dollar sale, bro. That's uh, good so God. All right, man. 
keep it up with actually let's keep up with the the paul the triple h effect the paul levesque effect oh god breaking breaking news we brought to you guys last week that she may be getting a smackdown women's championship match at wrestlemania but it seems like ronda rousey set for her smackdown return tonight kill me right in Uncasville, Connecticut. What a fucking place oh, to return. They ain't even a Hickville at that point. They ain't fucking wrong turnville. The fuck is that? Fucking butt fuck USA. That's where Uncasville, Connecticut is. Uncasville is what? Good Dude, God, where do you going for your weekly television, bro? That's where you do oh, live events. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. All right, man. Speaking of the Paul Levesque effect, the Triple H effect. So we brought to you guys that, uh, you know, Money in the Bank will be in the UK this year. And with that, SmackDown. I really wish. It's just a little thing. Oh, God. Oh, man. Logan's pumped to see Ronda Rousey, man. How you guys feeling? Dude, I'm stoked, man. I can't wait. Ronda Drowsy. What the fuck? So, little thing. Whenever they... Whenever they go back to... Whenever they go back to... uh, The SmackDown... uh, You know, the SmackDown draft. Well, actually, we got a rumor about that uh, next. The draft. Whenever they go back to, you know... Or whenever, sorry, whenever they redraft SmackDown, I really hope they go back to calling it SmackDown Live. I really do. I don't care for Friday Night SmackDown. I like SmackDown Live. Yeah, it's just it's just I, smooth. I I like Friday Night SmackDown. That's what I that's what I grew up on. Um, but SmackDown Live, like it just rolled off the tongue, man. SmackDown does, Live. Man. I mean, granted, yeah. they went with SmackDown Live because Tuesday Night SmackDown sounds atrocious. Um, that sounds- Ass, but like, I like SmackDown Live. Me too. It just rolled off the tongue, man. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. I mean, I like Friday Night SmackDown, but SmackDown Live just also. I, I need a change of a logo for both shows. Yeah. That... Well, as we wait for. As a way for Sake to come back. Um, yeah, man. I, SmackDown, SmackDown Live does sound great, man. It really does. Um, it really does. I mean, I know, you know, we're, we're kind of getting away from, you know, I know, well, I know we've gotten away from, you know, SmackDown being live type thing. Because, I mean, when they called SmackDown, SmackDown Live, it was like a new thing to let people know that. Because, you know, for a while... SmackDown just had the reputation for just being a tape show. You know what I mean? So it was fucking, it was taped on a Tuesday or it was taped after Raw or whatever. And and it aired on Friday. So SmackDown always had the reputation for being a tape show. But, um, you know, I know it was kind of, I know it was new at the time. But, I mean, I, I just, I like the way SmackDown Live rolls off the tongue. But I will say this. I will say this. Um... You know, SmackDown, SmackDown, 
Uh, there he is. Yes, I'm. Re- I really am gonna need those two logos to get a. Uh, I, I I need a little bit more. Of, I need I need a mix of like a clean logo, but a little bit of like edginess to it. A little bit of ha- hardcore yeah. into it, man. Like like Triple H does best. Um, yeah. But what were you saying before? You were so uh, rudely interrupted. You were saying uh, something about how you uh, how you would like both of the shows to get new logos. Yeah, I think I think new logos are definitely man. I, I don't know about the new. Uh, I like the current. What is the current theme of SmackDown? It's not like this what, like technology theme or something. Let me let me look at SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of got like almost like a like a big like it's almost like a like a stadium theme if that makes any yeah. sense it's like eh, not for me that's that's back down logo it's too simple i i want something with a little more depth definitely especially on the smackdown side yeah I, I definitely think they need a they need a logo change man and, and and raw as well you know they got that like triangular logo yeah. kind of yeah um, not not for me. I, I like the raw logo or it was the bar underneath. I think that was a better way to go about it. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I would like to... I would like to see them do something a little bit like the uh, like the 2011, 2011 type raw logo where it's kind of... It, it's kind of... You know, it's kind of got like a like an edgier feel to it, but maybe make it, maybe clean it up a little, obviously not that logo, but maybe something like that. Um, definitely. But as for SmackDown, I don't really know. I I would just like to kind of see them do something just completely different, uh, with SmackDown. Exactly. Just something real new, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I, I think the SmackDown logo for me, although I do like some some old school type stuff, um, I do like some old school type stuff. I think that one looks a little too like basic old school. It just looks like yeah. it looks old school, but it just also looks very plain. Um, yeah, it's very, very plain. Yeah, but I yeah, I don't know, man. They're definitely in uh they're definitely uh due for a rebranding for for both of them, definitely. So I think so, man. So yeah, man. Um so yes, SmackDown uh due to the incredible amount of pre-registrations for Money in the Bank, which will be held at the O2 in London on July 1st, WWE have announced that the O2 on June 30th Whereas previously, WWE would tape shows in the UK and air them at the regular time in the US. This will be the the first SmackDown to air live from the UK at 8pm BST and 2pm Eastern Time. So what is that, 1pm? Yeah, 1 o'clock for us. I, I actually really dig that, man. I really yeah, dig yeah. a lot because honestly, dude, every time there's a UK SmackDown show, like the one where AJ Styles won the WWE championship, you just get spoiled. You get fucking spoiled. Yeah. So why not just air it live? Okay, why not, man? And then that frees up um, people who, yeah, that frees up the rest of your day, man. So that's, that's going to be pretty cool, man. That's actually going to be pretty cool. I'm, I really mess with that. I really do. And start like doing those moment. live. 
please. Please, man. Anytime you're in a different country, just go live there, man. Fuck it. Oh, man. Can you imagine Raw being over with at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock? Oh, and then I could just have the rest of the night to not be fucking miserable. Oh, man. That would be beautiful, man. Amazing. It really would. It really would, man. So, um, yeah, man, SmackDown is doing, uh, they're doing things live in the UK. I love it. I hate fucking tape shows. I hate them. Oh, well, eh, probably not. Depend on how the landscape for the day looks. On a Monday, on a, if it is on a Monday, we probably would be live probably as soon as we're both available to, um, yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, on Friday, SmackDown should end at, like, 3 o'clock, so we'll be live at 4, as usual, so. That'd um, be nice, man. Oh, yeah, and then we can, if SmackDown is good, we could, you know, briefly uh, discuss. <laughs> um, But, yeah, man, it'll be good, bro. It'll be good. Be I really, 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 really like that. I like that a oh, lot. Yeah. I hate tape shows. You always get them fucking spoiled, man. You always get them spoiled. They pipe in their crowds, and there's no better crowd, um, you know, not in the United States than the UK, man. Obviously, Chicago. There is Chicago. Chicago does exist, so I can't completely, uh, I can't completely say you guys are the best, but you guys are the best. Um, you guys are the second best for sure. Um, they really are, man. Yes, the UK is fantastic, man, and um. I love that they're doing it live. I love that idea a lot. Um, yeah, I'm really messing with that for sure. So, so another Triple H effect. WWE has announced that SummerSlam will take place from Ford Field. I love the venue. Ford Field on Saturday, August 5th. Marking the first SummerSlam to be held in Michigan since 1993. So first and foremost, first and foremost, they are going for that end of July type period again, which I love. I like, let me see. So let's see, let's see. So August, August 5th. They could have done July 29th. I think that would have been pretty cool as well. But then again, I do understand because you are doing Money in the Bank. When is that? July 1st? Yeah, that's true. So you want to give it a little bit of breathing room, but I like how they're still going for the end of July. Hey, what's up, JT? Um, The end of July type, uh, you know, that kind of that kind of area. Um. I like how we're going for that. Uh, I like how we're going for that timestamp, man. I really, I really don't like. I like when, uh, you know, I like when SummerSlams in the summer. You know, um, August, the end of August is literally the very fucking end of summer. Literally, so, bro. Literally. It, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of sucks. Also, if they do it August fifth, that gives them literally the perfect time to put a, a pay per view to combat AEW. Like they did last year with Clash at the Castle. They probably will. Which, for content creators, those are always banger weekends for us. Last year we had a banger weekend with Clash and All Out. So, 
it was a banger weekend. Um, but yeah, man, typical WWE combating the AEW events. Uh, I I'm just waiting for the day they do it for double or nothing. They'll they might even no no yeah yeah. AEW kind of is in a safe spot to where WWE would look incredibly desperate doing the end of uh, uh, the end of May for Memorial oh, Day yeah. weekend. But uh, WWE is probably going to combat them again. I don't know what they'll do since Clash was like an event. You know, it was in Wales. It was in the UK. It was a huge fucking event, man. Um, actually, the Money in the Bank review will probably be on earlier for... Um, but uh yeah that one yeah that one will probably be a, a early, uh afternoon review as well man so but um so they're doing Ford Field so they're doing a football field again so you're going to get a a big big crowd for SummerSlam which I like I I like they they did one last year and it was it it, it made for a really nice uh visual um, a Ford field, man. And it's going to be on a Saturday again, like I said, August 5th. Um, so I, I like this. I like, I like this. However, when I think summer, I, I'm not really going to think Detroit. However, uh, you know, if triple H plans to include uh more of maybe like an edgier feel onto SummerSlam, I guess it's gonna, I guess it's going to make do man. But, um, uh, Detroit, from what I can remember, I mean, they're a pretty decent crowd. They're a pretty decent crowd. So Ford Field, I, I like that venue. That's where WrestleMania 23 was. So you're gonna get a, you're you're gonna get a big, you're gonna get a big crowd, and it's gonna be good, man. I like how they're actually putting it. Um, I like how they're putting it at the uh, actually in summer and not at the end of August, where it's at the end of summer. Also. I definitely feel for the people who still go to school um, because, oh, my Lord, why is it SummerSlam would always be on Sunday and the next fucking day we had to go back to school? That was the first day of school. I hated that shit. So good for them. It's actually in the summer now. Yeah, definitely. But I really like that end of July uh, time they did last year. But yeah, I'm messing with it, man. I'm messing with it. I think it's going to make for a great visual, man. But uh, the only weird thing is, like I said, Detroit. Maybe they could do like that graffiti theme again. That would be pretty cool. I bring back that fucking theme. Yeah, because that was really cool. And I could, uh, I think we could make a really fucking sick backdrop for that. Um, really sick. I'm down for that. Definitely. That. Oh man, that'll look. Ooh, that'll look beautiful. But um, yeah, man. Um. Yeah, so that is, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, always, Logan, always. At least here, Chicago, uh, Chicago Public Schools, bro. Oh, my God, man. Dude. That shit's early as dick. Oh, I fucking hated it, bro. I'll never forget, man. Um, I'll never forget how fucking sad I was. It was SummerSlam 2016, and I know what you're thinking. I wasn't completely sad because I had to watch Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. No, I was actually sad because I had to I had to get up for school the next day. And I just remember being so fucking annoyed. I had to watch SummerSlam and I had to worry about... I had to just have school on my mind and it was just... Oh, it was fucking horrible. Was horrible. That was the worst. And that was freshman day too. Oh, man. Oh, oh. 
horrific. It was horrific. But I'm messing with this, man. I'm messing with this. I think they could do some really cool themes for this year's uh, SummerSlam in Detroit, man. But I like... I like uh I like late July, early August and um Yeah. Yeah, they did the graffiti in Brooklyn. I think graffiti would be uh pretty cool to to bring back for Detroit for sure. So uh yeah, oh, man, but I'm rocking with it, man. I am, man. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how it feels, but <clears throat> no Logan, we will not go to fucking Detroit. I ain't I am not trying to get fucking all my shit jacked. <laughs> city. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, maybe everybody armored cars and shit. Maybe Minnesota's in the cards. I know you guys got a beautiful stadium out there. Um, uh, I don't really know. Also, with WWE, in terms of us tra- uh, traveling, uh, obviously, you know, we would love we would love to go to to we would love to go to one of these shows with you. You know that it's got to be the right place, and these tickets got to be the right price, man. But yeah, right. I do I do not feel like watching SummerSlam and then going out to find out that my catalytic converter is missing and um I have no tires on my car. So I, I definitely don't know <laughs> I definitely don't know about that. Um It would be it would be pretty cool to go to Ford Field though, only because that is where WrestleMania twenty three took place, and that was the show that made me fall in love with professional wrestling. So that would actually be pretty fucking oh, cool. Yeah. But um Well we'll we'll see, man. There's a there's a lot of things that go into it, bro. Like I said, I, I definitely don't feel like uh getting my fucking catalytic converter jacked. Um I don't feel like fucking paying fucking probably yes. a total of fucking two grand for fucking tickets. That's the other thing. Look Versus. man oh if the tickets were, you know, a hundred and something, you know, it is what it is. And if they're putting together a good card, you know, a hundred and something is all right, man. But yeah, anything like fucking 200 or 300, 400, nah. Shit, bro, I'll, I'll pay my good 130 up to like 170 for a good AEW show and I'll call it a fucking day. Mm-hmm. No way I'm paying no fucking $300. Definitely, but yes, we we we're just paying out the ass. I swear to God, man, the fucking steering wheel's gone and shit. Sounds like you got a damn muscle car and got no damn catalytic converter. Seriously, bro, just loud as fuck after SummerSlam and shit. Um, yeah, um, but dude. We definitely got to do it, bro. We definitely got to do it. Whether it's in Chicago or Minneapolis or wherever the fuck, we definitely got to do it, man. It, it will. Yeah. It will happen one of these days. But, um, yeah, man. So that is SummerSlam in Detroit, uh, and that is the official date, man. Um, so yeah. Uh, JBL, JBL and Baron Corbin. Man, actually, this isn't a uh, scenario because this is actually great news. Actually good. So, there is a belief. Yeah, I know. Anytime I hear JBL's name, I feel the same thing. WrestleMania 23, CM Punk played extra as... 
I thought that was WrestleMania 22. WrestleMania 23 was the one. Wrestle. I thought WrestleMania 22 was the one where Cena came out as a. Because uh, WrestleMania 23 was the one where he came flying in on the Mustang, the Ford Mustang, and then he busts through the glass. I was the one where he faced Shawn Michaels. I thought WrestleMania 22 was the Mafia one where he faced Triple H. Yeah. Glad you're looking up. 23 was that Fast and Furious entrance. Oh, I love that fucking entrance, bro. Oh, man. I, dude, I remember. Oh, man. I, I thought that was so fucking cool when I was a kid. I mean, I still think that's cool now, bro. But, man, where he was fucking flying down the street in the Mustang, dude, and then he busts through the glass. Oh, that was so fucking Shit's cool. sick as fuck. Hell yeah, that bro. Was so sick. Uh, but, yes, I believe 22 was the one where Punk played the uh, extra. All right, man. So, there is a belief... That WWE, I love this, gave up on pushing Baron Corbin and JBL. Hey, man, it's all good, bro. It's all good. The wrestling encyclopedia, I am. So, during the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Melter of F4W Online discussed the situation. Also, I think 22 was the one in Chicago. I think, yeah, I think that's why they did the mafia stuff. Yeah, so sick. John Cena's really uh, go for that entrance when he pulled out the fucking Tommy gun and start. I love that John Cena entrance, bro. Ah, oh, beautiful. And then they lifted the whole fucking stage up, and he came out in that old ass mafia car with Punk hanging off the side. We didn't know it was Punk yet. That was amazing. It was amazing. So, according to Dave Meltzer, uh. Or, sorry, during Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer of F4WOnline.com discussed the situation. He says they gave up on it. Obviously, this wasn't the plan. The guy in charge, that's Paul Levesque, felt it wasn't working and that uh, and that it he felt it wasn't it wasn't working and that it. What? Fucking Meltzer. Uh, where do they, uh, where they go with Corbin? I don't know. It felt, it felt much like a burial for Corbin. He's had so many gimmick changes. There's nothing right or wrong with him, but in, in the Pantheon of stars, he's not just a top. He's, he's not at that top star level. I think they wanted him to be that. I think they wanted him to be at that level and they wanted him to give him every chance to be at that level. He's just a guy. A tall guy, but he's just a guy. This is the difference between Triple H and Vince McMahon. Triple H seen something wasn't working, and he pulled the fucking plug on it. Vince McMahon sees things that could work, like what he was doing with the Judgment Day. He seen something that could work, and it could be great, and he was going to make them completely irrelevant as soon as they kicked Edge out of the group. He seen the Hurt Business. He seen something that could be huge for his company and he pulled the plug on it here we here now here we have triple h trying to get the hurt business a group that we all adored back together um triple h seen something that wasn't working seen something that was fucking atrocious atrocious Mm -hmm. i will say it i don't know what the hell he thought he saw in the first place to make them together but like he pulled the plug. He did the right decision. It was ass. He was like, all right, this shit ass. Let me cut it, man. And like like Meltzer was saying, bro, it's really not Corbin. Because at the end of the day, he's really not that bad. He's not fucking 
you know, he's not Johnny Organo, he's not fucking MJF or nothing. But I like Corbin. I I actually used he's to really like him back when he was Yeah, exactly. Um if you fucking if that if you know, it's not up anymore, but if you guys could watch it what well, you what summer Hell in a, Hell in a Cell, two thousand seventeen review. If you ever guys got to watch that review, you would just see us mark out for Baron Corbin win the U.S. title, bro. That is probably the hardest we marked out on camera for Baron Corbin. For Baron Corbin, it's fucking insane, bro. That's absolutely yes, insane. JT. That's what we need. We need the lone wolf back. I don't yes. want no fucking yes. broke boy Corbin. I don't want fucking rich fucking if rich asshole dude. I want lone wolf Corbin. That's the only path you could go. Which boggles my mind because a lot of people tried to tell me uh, or a lot of people just try to say in general that Happy Corbin was the best version of Bear. Fuck no. Fuck Dude, that no. Weird. That was one of... Bull Corbin was better than Happy Corbin. Bum Corbin was genuinely better than Happy Corbin. At least you could laugh at Bum Corbin. Constable Corbin was fucking hilarious because it was hilarious at first when he wasn't comfortable on the mic, but then once he got comfortable on the mic, he was just this boring authority figure that just was boring. That was his. Yeah, I miss when he was uncomfortable, bro. Because when he got comfortable, yeah, he's comfortable, but he's just he's bland on the mic, bro. When he was uncomfortable, oh, bro. bro. In the in the beginning of Constable Corbin, when he was still uncomfortable. Oh my god, it was fucking hilarious, dude. It was hilarious. Get his feud with Dean Ambrose or John Moxley now solely for a Dean. I know you're stupid. What dude, kind of fucking that... burn was that? <laughs> hey Dean, I know you're <laughs> stupid. Dude, I remember looking at the TV so like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? What are you talking about? I know Dude, you're I stupid. Okay. <laughs> That's the path they definitely need to go to. I know he doesn't have hair anymore. Just how it is. He could be cool, bald, lone wolf quarter, bro. He's, if anything, just have him grow out the beard. At least yeah. not, not, you don't need like a champ of beard. Just, just something. Just something there. Definitely, dude. Definitely. So, so first things first. Um, Back to what we started talking about. I love that Triple H scene. One of his creations failed, and he didn't fail to pull the plug on it. Second of all, them for him failing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You you love to see it. You love to see it, and that that is the 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 real change down deep uh, in the roots of this company. Things like that. Things like that from Triple H. Because if this was Vince McMahon, Baron Corbin would have been buried again because he gave him another one of these shitty gimmicks and he set him up for failure and he failed. Um, and it's and it's not his fault. So, second of all, JBL is not set to make any more appearances on WWE television. Thank the fucking heavens. I can't stand that fucking guy. Third of all, like we were just saying, the lone wolf needs to come back. It, it He buried Baron Corbin. He told him the exact truth. He told him what I said on Monday was the fans promo. That was the fans promo on Baron Corbin, man. Baron Corbin needs to get fed up. He needs to be the lone wolf. Please give him 
his old fucking Jim Johnston theme song back. Um, Please don't remix it. Please don't fucking remix it. Just, oh God. just play it out of it, bro. Just, just go in your little fucking history, grab the file for that fucking song, and just play that straight up, bro. Don't add nothing. Don't remix it. Just fucking play the goddamn song, bro. Please. Yes. We need the Lone Wolf back. That is... Because really thing is, like Sir, K, like Sir K was saying, I don't hate Baron Corbin. I think he's a decent no. mid-carder. I think it was ridiculous of them to even think of him at a top guy level because it's just not realistic. He's just it's not it. that good. It makes him look even worse yeah. because they're putting him in this top guy spot. He's just not, he, that's just not him. You're putting, and that's how it is. Yes, you're putting him in situations where his arms are just too fucking short to box with God, bro. That's just exactly, how it is. Bro. He's not going to level up to these people. He will never level up to these people. He's just not it. Just and not good. You need... You, and this needs to be the end of Bar- of Baron Corbin gimmick changes. This dude has been, this shit has been attached to his career ever since he did away with the Lone Wolf. It was the Lone Wolf, and that was his gimmick. That was his thing. And then, and then, downhill from there. He was Constable Corbin. He was this Corbin. He was that Corbin. He was Bum Corbin. Corbin. He was happy, Corbin. What were the other ones? I think it went from Constable. King. I think to King. And then it was Broke. And then it was Happy. And now I think I think this version is like kind of like a happy Corbin, I guess. It's like um Rich Corbin. Rich Corbin, I guess. I didn't put a name in front of it, thank God. But he went from the Lone Wolf Baron Corbin to nickname Corbin. And it was just down from there. Happy, king, constable, rich. Like, come on. This guy was a fucking ass kicker in NXT. He He was so fucking cool, bro. And they found what works, and it needs to go back to that. And by God, Jim Johnston's last creation was for Baron Corbin, and it needs to be heard. It needs to be heard. And maybe... Maybe he's not for singles, man. Maybe you switch it up and make him in a tag team, man. If if Corey Graves ever gets the chance to step out of commentary and come back to the ring, yeah. I would like that pairing. I think that could be a cool tag team. Corey Definitely. Graves, Baron Corbin, I think that could work. But, like, stop putting shit in front of his fucking name and just, oh, man, you're broke Corbin now. Bro, if they presented me with that gimmick, I'd be so fucking mad. What can we know, broke Corbin? The fuck? Damn. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, dude. Definitely. So it needs to be the end of it. You know, the Lone Wolf was the best version of Baron Corbin. Um, and that needs to that needs to come back because that is what worked, and we need to focus on what works in this Triple H era. We need to play to people's strengths. With Baron Corbin trying to pull all this charisma out of him, that it just isn't him. If it's not him, it's not going to work. And Baron Corbin is not the most, you know, charisma oozing guy on the planet. And they tried to make him that. And it just, that's why he failed. That's why he failed. And it's not his fault because they were trying to, 
have him be somebody that he wasn't. The lone wolf was him. You know it was him. You know, he was... He It felt like he had some motivation with that character. I mean, he was always... He was always, you know... He he always, you know, was, you know, creating cool gear and he had I, cool ideas for how he was going to look and be presented. And he always came out wearing some badass gear with this happy gimmick. He just comes out in a fucking T-shirt and there's no motivation to it, you know, behind it. it's just, well, I'm at work. So, like, come on, bro. Yeah, man, it's. You can always tell when there's you can always tell when there's motivation behind behind a talent. Um, for example, Dean Ambrose and John Moxley. John Moxley comes through the crowd. He's hype. He's spitting his water. He's throwing his water bottle. He's hype as shit. When he was Dean Ambrose, he fucking came out fucking wheeling his knuckles around, and he just yeah. fucking walked in, did one look at the hard cam, and that was it. Another example I'm gonna throw out to you guys: Eric Young. When he was with Sanity, they had the fog, and he's looking around, and he's screaming, and he's he's being all badass and stuff. When he's Eric Young by himself on main event, I still have a video on my fucking phone. <laughs> the guy literally has generic Superstar 1 entrance. He walked out, stopped on the middle of the ramp, looked out at the fans, no emotion, walked in the ring, looked in the hard cam, and that was it. That was fucking it. You can always tell when there's motivation behind a character, whether it's their entrance, whether it's the way they present themselves, whether it's their gear, the way they look, their creativity in their gear. It's just, it's it's night and day. It's night and day between the lone wolf and and happy Corbin happy Corbin comes out and he's trying to dance and it's just not him. I can't imagine a guy like him with all these badass tattoos and all this shit dancing around like he's fucking Michael Jordan. And he just hit the jackpot on a poker game in fucking 96. I mean, come on, man. Exactly. bro. It just don't make sense. So, yeah, man, it looks like Baron Corbin and JBL is done, and it looks like Baron Corbin, especially after that promo, need, has a reason as to why he needs uh, some, um, as to why he needs some uh, uh, aggression behind him. Exactly, so, man. with that, man, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss, man. <sighs> All right. Alexa Bliss is going to be taking some time off of WWE television. Alexa Bliss has not appeared for WWE in weeks as she is taking a break from the promotion. At the WWE Royal Rumble 2023 preview of live event, Bliss failed to dethrone Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair and had a post-match segment with Uncle Howdy. Mike Johnson is reporting that Bliss is currently on leave from WWE and has not been backstage at any WWE at any Raw TV tapings. There's no word as to when Bliss is expected back on television, but it was clarified that she is not injured. Man, um I don't know. I, I feel like this is something with storyline. I feel like she lost and and they did the thing with Uncle Howdy and she's going to be, you know, just out until come back. 
Yeah, something. She's going to come back as something Wyatt related. I think so, man. I think so. It's really a perfect time for her to go on a little mini vacation. And then it could just play into the story, man. So, although it sucks because, I mean, why would you put her on Royal Rumble in that match if you weren't going to do anything right afterwards? But, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we'll see her when we see her, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Alexa Bliss. It's not really, uh, not really the cream of my crop on Mondays, so... It's kind of just pointless Uncle Howdy segments. Um, the Uncle Howdy just being there looking at her and her just looking Staring. back at him. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's about, it's about all there is to that. So, yeah, man, Alexa Bliss will be away from WWE television. Like I said, I, I think this will she will come back and, and she will maybe finally, you know, let Uncle Howdy in. If that makes, you know, if that makes storyline sense or whatever they want to do. But uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, Speaking of uh, Alexa Bliss, man, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Well, more specifically, The Undertaker. I thought this isn't really news, but being that this is uh, very... Very interesting uh, thing that everybody's been uh, wondering for a very long time. Their moment at Raw 30. What the hell did The Undertaker say to Bray Wyatt? Well, The Undertaker has revealed it. While speaking on Sportsnet's Tim and Friends, The Undertaker talked about the moment he shared with Bray Wyatt. He said, and I quote, I just let him know, too, that, you know, my phone's always on, and if he needs to talk to me about things or run things by me, that's cool. I I would be more than glad to share my experiences with him and hopefully shine light on some, uh, on some maybe questions that he has moving forward. So, yeah, it was a cool moment, and I did exactly what I thought, what I thought it would do. End quote. The Undertaker has a very high opinion of Bray Wyatt and is evident from how he talks about Wyatt. We will have to see, uh, we will have to wait and see uh, what WWE have planned for the Eater of Worlds next. Uh, this is tremendous. I, and it, I think the moment really is as special as everybody is saying it is because I really don't think Bray Wyatt's ever, I really don't think Taker has ever told him anything like that. So to... So to pass that torch officially in the ring and have that moment with him, I think speak dividends. And it was it was incredible, man, that he that he reached out and let him know, like, I'm here for you, man, because um, they probably didn't have that before. And I'm based off Taker telling him this now. I'm sure they didn't. Um, I'm sure they didn't. So it was, it's, it's very cool. And it is a very amazing thing of, uh, one of the greatest of all time and the undertaker to, to, to pass that torch, if you will, to, to Bray. Definitely, man. Definitely. I thought that's very awesome, man. And it's really special for Wyatt. And I'm really glad they got to share that. Definitely, man. And, and yeah, absolutely, man. Um, 
Absolutely. So obviously that's not news, but I thought it was really interesting to bring to you guys uh, the news on what actually was said between Taker and The Undertaker, man. All right, we got rumors. Got rumors, man, on this 2023 WWE draft. Again, we just want to disclose, this is just a rumor. Do not quote us on this. Do not take this as legit news. This is just a rumor mill on the WWE draft. So, the current plan for the WWE 2023 draft is for Monday Night Raw on May 8th is the draft episode for Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown on May 12th will be the draft episode for SmackDown. WWE officials also want to go back to men's world sh- to two men's world championships for each brand. The last time we had two men's champions in the company was at WrestleMania 38 when Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal and WWE Championship. All right, man. So we're looking at May. Um, what's up? Cody's really just gonna give the other fucking one away. That's oh, yeah. horrible, bro. That's it's such happening. a fucking waste. That made what a waste. Oh. It's happening. I hate that. Me too. He's really just gonna give it up, and we're probably going. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's why that's you know that's why I put this out as a rumor because it, it doesn't fucking make any sense because with my logic you give up the WWE champion they're the sorry the Universal Championship the night after Mania you do a tournament that culminates at WrestleMania Backlash if they're still doing that which I think they are you do a tournament and in the beginning of May you do the tournament where um. You do a tournament, and it culminates at WrestleMania Backlash. What a shit way, though. What a shit way. Cody really is just going to give up the Universal title. The title that was held hostage for 828, or 8, I don't know why I said, 800 plus days. It is, there is going to be no true successor to the title. It's just going to be given up. That's horrible. That's horrible, man. Yeah. That ain't right, man. I don't like May. I mean, they, especially like night after Mania, a bunch of people debuts, and then they're just doing random stuff until the draft. <laughs> like, just do it right after me. Ma- like, I understand if you didn't want to do it, you know, the next week, that Monday of, just do it like the week after Mania. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let, let yeah, the world smack in after Mania to breathe, debut people, get people intrigued, wondering where they might go. And next week you do the draft, man. I think that's perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the perfect way to do it. That's the way they used to do the superstar shakeup. But um so stupid, bro. So stupid. Exactly. Um Yeah, that's kind of bad in itself too. Yeah, because why I mean like I said, I see what you're saying, but with that, why did nobody do that to Roman Reigns? That's my thing. Like Or why allow him to go after both in the first place? Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Uh, like, at least with Cody, you know, as bad as it's going to be, it makes sense in his, who he is and his character to do that. It's just yeah. a bad, 
It's not the Cody part that's bad about that. It's it's the fact that he's given up the universal title. Yeah, it's like this belt has been held on to for 800 plus days. There should be a successor to the title. Exactly. There shouldn't be Cody Rhodes just to give it up. You know what I mean? No, exactly. Because the guy who beats Roman Reigns needs to go on, you know, a little bit of a run through the summer. I'm not saying he needs to hold the belt for another 800 days, but, you know, he needs to go on a little summer run and, and make it a good and nice, memorable run where he looks like a viable successor to Roman Reigns. So... Back trash. Yeah, seriously. Um... <laughs> Yeah, re- yeah. I I hope we get a. I'm glad we're getting a rebranding. So. We definitely should for sure. We really need it. So, yeah, man. Um. So, yeah, man. I there needs to be there needs to be a successor to the title. Somebody to take the title. Somebody to take the title. Like I said, through a nice summer run. Maybe drop it at SummerSlam. Maybe drop it at. I don't know something, um, but yeah, man, it needs to, it, it should be like that, bro. It really should. Um, you know, Cody's just going to win this title after 800 days held hostage. And he's just going to give it right up. Like, it makes sense. It doesn't at all. So that is the news on the possible dates for the draft, like I said, I don't know why they just don't do April. Uh, you know, you do the night after Mania uh, for Raw and SmackDown, let the shit breathe, and then that next Monday is night one of the draft. So, I don't know, man. Who knows? Even if you want to do night after Mania, even if you want to do night after Mania for Raw, and then on the night after Mania for SmackDown is night one of the draft... Something. Something. At least like that or something. And that was fucking damn near month afterwards. Yeah, definitely, man. So NXT talent is going to be allowed to work for indie companies. Or is it indie companies or is it just Booker T's indie wrestling company? So, Brian Alvarez reported uh, uh, that WWE has allowed NXT talent to work select indie promotions, with NXT's Ivy Nile kicking things off in regards to the new partnership next week. The Diamond Mine member will make her debut for Booker T's Reality of Wrestling next Saturday in Texas. Reality of Wrestling is taking the roster to the next level. We are all proud to announce, uh, this is their tweet, Uh, We are proud to announce that we will be working with NXT to bring our fans incredible matchups they can't see anywhere else. Don't miss a chance to see NXT's Ivy Nile in action. Um, So it seems that it is more of a partnership between not NXT and indie promotions, but NXT and Booker T's indie promotions. So, um... You know, I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's nice. It's a step in the right direction. Uh, and hopefully we get to that point. But I mean, for now, I mean, it is what it is. Nobody's, uh, nobody's going to be, uh, you know, too, uh, overly stoked about, uh, these shows anyway. But it's a step in the right direction. Definitely. Yeah, man. But, um, if you are an indie company and NXT does want to work with you, no, 
you're gonna get bought and you're gonna get fucking getting rid of look what happened to evolve i think there's another one they did it too don't work with nxt bro because mm-hmm. you're just gonna get bought and then they're just gonna shut you down so I would not work with them if I was any indie company, personally. Thing thing about Evolve, though, is uh, it seemed like, at first it seemed like NXT was doing them the favor because they went bankrupt because of the pandemic and, you know, WWE bought them. And, you know, that seemed like a nice gesture. And now we don't hear about Evolve at all anymore. So I don't even know if they still run shows. So it's not, in the end, it not it ended up not being a favor. I don't know if... So I don't know if that was Triple H's plan because that was around the time that uh you know that was around the time that uh NXT he, worldwide shit or whatever it is. Yeah, that was around the time you know Triple H kind of got the f- fucking rug swept out from under him, but you know, I mean it's Booker T's promotion. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's a step in the right direction, uh I guess if they did want to start doing that, but uh definitely like Sir K says, man, there's there's a lot of things that WWE and NXT do that just aren't right. Like when the Street Profits were the Evolve Tag Team Champions, WWE, if they had a close enough relationship with Evolve as, you know, we we think, they would have let the Street Profits come out with the Evolve Tag Titles, and they didn't. So, oh, literally. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Bell, what's going on? It's all good, man. It's all good. We all need them. We all need a good nap every once in a while. It's all good, man. I feel like that. Yeah, but thank you for coming as always, man. So, yeah, bro. But um, yeah, that is uh, you know, step in the right direction. Um, you know, but there's a lot of things NXT does that that don't make any sense when they work with people. So, yeah, they always it's always the end goal. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always to benefit them more than it is to uh, help the indie. Exactly. The only people that they oh progress. WWE bar yeah, pro- that's that's the yeah, thing too. They let they let them they let them use uh you know they let the NXT UK guys do progress at first and it seemed like there was no strings attached, you know. It stream it seemed like there was no strings attached and it was, you know, real going real good. And then I don't know if they bought them or if they just bought the rights to stream them on the network or Peacock or whatever, but them and then Peacock got rid of all the indie content. Yeah, so they do not own Progress, but they they you know they ended up using using them uh for their content and then just ultimately fucking them over. So I mean, what the fuck? Well, um, be careful when you work with that company, man. And it's real weird because it seems like when WWE owns these companies, you like or like when when WWE works with these companies, you almost kind of like stop hearing about them. Like oh, I used yeah, to hear well, about progress a ton. A fuck ton. And then and then second WWE really starts to work on them. You don't hear nothing about them. No, real, real, real fishy, man. Real fishy. I don't know what's going on nowadays, but but um, yeah, man. Um, so that is the news on NXT working with indies, if you can call it that. Um, yeah, man. And then the last bit of WWE news we have before we go to our couple AEW stories, man, is 
WWE 2K23. WWE creative director Lionel Jinx. That is true. The pandemic did not help whatsoever. No, no. WWE creative director Lionel Jinx. The guy who fucking lied to all of us last year about how their game hits different. So, obviously, they've been doing their superstar rounds. Today, they announced that Roman Reigns is going to be a part of the game. (gasps) No. No. Fucking overall 99 over over there. Fucking asshole. That's insane. We're always going to be overall 99. Good God. actually insane. Uh, Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, Drew McIntyre, Liv Morgan, and Gunther were announced today. They've also announced legends like Taker, Steve Austin, Booker T, uh, Lita, China, Beth Phoenix. The new faces were the Bella Twins, Kurt Angle, Zelina Vega, or Queen Zelina, Molly Holly, Cody Rhodes. Uh, NXT's crop uh, was Zoe Starks. Uh, Nikita Lyons, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Grayson Waller, Braun Breaker. So they've announced a bunch of names, and they haven't. They also haven't announced a bunch of names as well. Um, and Lionel Jinx had something to say about this. I actually think this is pretty cool. I've been shitting on this. Uh, I'll tell you guys why. I've been shitting on this game a lot. Um, probably won't get it unless it's dirt cheap, or I just won't get it at all. Um, but... He says, some superstars will be missing from the base game, but we will have DLC plans. We haven't announced yet, but I think they're going to make fans happy. I think this is good. I think AEW is going to do this. They're doing this with certain guys like FTR, where they're going to keep them as DLC. And I think this is good because 2K's DLC packs normally have like six superstars in it, but you only want the pack for one of them. You know what I mean? So I think, so I think, you know, you maybe keep like a Tony D'Angelo out of the game and then put him in like a stack DLC pack. I think that'll work for them. I also think Bray Wyatt's going to be a DLC. And I like that because, you know, you're, you're, you're getting your bang for your buck with, uh, with the DLC content instead of giving us these shit DLC packs with like maybe one person that we're excited for. Fucking 2K22, one of them had MGK, another one had fucking Blink the Clown, that shit was dick, bruh. Omas? Like, come on, man. Yeah, really? What are you talking about? That shit fire. The most fucking bland fucking, like, what? MGK. Man, I'm really gonna, really gonna get the game for MGK, and really gonna pick up this DLC pack. I think this is a really good format, though. AEW is doing the same thing. Now, granted, AEW isn't going to have a yearly release. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's uh, you know, it could work if they play their cards right now. If they have people wait fucking half, of, half the year to get some of these people that should be in the base game, that probably isn't the best way to go. But, um, you know, if they play their cards right, it should be, uh, it should be, it should be cool, man. But, um... I found out they have another wrestling game coming out. It's called like the Wrestling Code or something. I was seeing it. It's got like Grimm in it. It actually looks pretty, 
pretty funny. It's like a backyard wrestling type game. I've seen they have like backyard mm-hmm. wrestling arenas. It looks it actually looks decent. At it least interesting. Man. Definitely, definitely, man. It has fucking grim in it. That should be funny. Um, and some of their backyard arenas actually look pretty fucking cool. I can't lie. Um, but yeah, man. So. That is the update on 2K23. You got Lionel Jinx lying his ass off again for another year. Um, uh, yeah. What's up with GM mode, man? Why are you dancing around the fucking topic, bro? Is it online or is it not? Can you fucking not bullshit us for once? And what I hate is the year they do give us online GM mode, they're going to boast about it like it's the greatest fucking thing since like this year we're got online GM mode, but the other years... You know, they're just dancing around the topic like it doesn't exist. You guys asked for it. We delivered online GM mode. Like, motherfucker, we asked for this shit like three fucking games ago. Sure. Like, war games. You literally. How long we've been asking for war games, bro? 2K18. Mm hmm. Or 2K23, brother. Yep. Y'all are finally getting it. Come on. We went through 18, 19. 20, a whole year gap, 21, 22, 20, 21. And 20, what's up? No, 21. Oh yeah, sorry, a year gap, 22, and 23, six fucking games, man, so uh, let me, just, let me do that again, 2018, 2019, 2020, a year gap, 22, or two years gap, sorry, 22, and 23, yeah. six fucking years later, we get the game. Or we get the game. We, we get the game mode, as they're saying. It's a match type, you dumbass. That's not a game mode. They're fucking idiots, man. Game mode. They hyped us up for a new game mode, and it was War Games. That's a match type. Come you on. Fucking dickhead. Oh my god. Lionel Jinx hey. and Christina DM Fam or whatever the fuck her name yeah, was lying their ass off again about how they they told us last year this game hits different. You know what took a fucking hit? My wallet because I fucking paid $90 for a game that was shit. And that was the last time I ever give you guys a fucking that was the last time I ever give you guys a pre-order money uh, with just going off the simple fact of trusting you guys ever again. I, I will not be getting the game at launch if I get the game in general. No online GM mode. I'm not getting it unless it's fucking dirt cheap and I'm bored out of my mind. However, exactly. however, here these two are, man, lying their fucking ass off again. Uh you know, WWE 2K24. I did. I paid ninety dollars for that fucking uh that that deluxe edition. Last time I ever trust them at launch again. They were hyping us up, man. They were hyping us up. Um. Yeah, 2K22. I mean, it's not the fucking worst wrestling game in the world, only because 2K20 exists. But uh, it's no people saying it hits different. Man, kiss my ass. That shit don't hit nothing. That shit that took shit a hit on my know. wallet. That's what it did. I, I am $90 less rich 
because I took their word for it, and that's the last fucking time I ever do that. What a garbage GM mode. And to be honest, that was the only reason I got the game at launch was because of GM mode, and that was probably the worst thing I've ever played in my entire life. Absolutely. If I ever get the itch to play a wrestling game and I just want to hop on, you know, and, you know, maybe I don't want to play an older game because I want to play as, you know, some current stars. I would rather play universe mode than GM mode. And I fucking hate universe mode. Oh, literally, bro. Universe mode and idea is horrible. And it's somehow better than their GM mode. You can't do anything with universe mode. Nothing. No, you can't. Well, you could do more than GM mode. Yep. Yep. GM mode is fucking atrocious. Atrocious. However, that is the news. That is the... That is the weekly, um, that is the, the weekly 2K shredding for Lionel Jinx and Christina Damn Fam. Thanks for, thanks for nothing. All right, man. So AEW and ESPN. All right, man. Here we go. Got this on the screen for you guys. ESPN to broadcast All Elite Wrestling exclusively in Australia, New Zealand, and Pacific Islands. February 9th, ESPN. Oh, partnership includes broadcasts of all AEW uh, weekly, of all weekly AEW matches. February 9th, 2023, ESPN has announced that it has secured exclusive broadcast rights to top American professional wrestling promotion, All Elite Wrestling, bringing its premium matches and entertainment to ESPN subscribers in Australia, New Zealand, and the Pacific Islands starting February 16th. AEW's first broadcast deal in Australia and New Zealand, uh, the Pacific Islands and ESPN's first broadcast partnership with the professional wrestling organization in the region, AEW, uh, AEW, the new professional wrestling league taking the world by storm, is continuing its meteoric rise with record high ratings and a world class roster and highly entertaining product each week on ESPN. Fans range, uh, uh, fans in the region can catch all action on AEW Dynamite on Thursday, AEDT, and AEW Rampage, Rampage on Saturday, AEDT, with the same with the same day replays and episodes. Oh, look at that. Same day replays and episodes, not fucking three months after. Same day replays and episodes made available on demand with addition through ESPN. Fans will have access to AEW's quarterly pay-per-view events on delay, uh, Revolution, Double or Nothing, All Out, and Full Gear. AEW star-studded roster includes Chris Jericho. You guys know the whole nine yards. For further bolstering... It's uh, further further bolstering its global pop culture infiltration. AEW has announced impressive collections of video games, action figures, trading cards, and merchandise, and more. AEW will be available on ESPN in the following locations. Australia, New Zealand, Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, Cook Islands, Solomon Islands, blah, 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 and all these places you guys see on your screen. Um, I do not know 
if this is, uh, it looks like this is just for AEW Dynamite, man, but AEW is racking up these streaming deals, bro. It's only a matter of time. You know, I want to rip into them and tell them they need to fucking hurry it up with the UK or, or, or with the UK and the US, but, um, but man, um, I will say this. I do think with the news we got last week, it could be on the horizon. I feel, I feel they're going to try to milk what they can for revolution and they're going to try to get you know their last bit of traditional pay-per-view buys through that and hopefully by double or nothing we are on a streaming service hopefully you can see that and tony khan has recently been hyping up the fact that he's making a new deal with warner for their media rights this year because this year is the year their current rights are going to be you know up and they're going to renegotiate I think it could be also after that, too. He wants to get as much out of a winner as he can, and then he's going to set up his streaming service. So I think it's going to happen this year, yeah. fucking finally. But yeah, just at least, bro, at, at least, not even because I'm not sure about by double or nothing. I, I would hope so, but I, I doubt it, bro. At least, at least by fucking. Well, for by all out, which but for us that would mean the you know the next one we watch would oh, after yeah. double or nothing would be full gear at least by then, bro. At the least, because double or nothing. I mean, not double or nothing. All out really doesn't count for us because if it's in Chicago, we'll more than likely end up just going there anyway. Yeah. So, but man, I feel like it would be around that time to be on. Definitely, dude. Definitely. So. AEW, AEW continues. Obviously, we brought the other one. Uh, we brought you guys the other one a couple weeks ago with their pay-per-view uh, with DAZN, which as to where before, there was no DAZN, there was no ES, uh, um, ESPN deals, there was nothing. It was BR for people in America, uh, fight for people international and that was it uh, but now we're starting to attach these bigger name companies you know DAZN ESPN and you know we're going all around the world it's only a matter of time until the fucking until the thumbtack gets pressed right on uh, you know North America and the UK so it's on the horizon man it's on the horizon but uh, I th- and you know judging off you know the story last week that AEW is getting ready AEW is getting ready for a uh AEW is getting ready for um a streaming service I definitely think uh def- the media rights deal I don't know when it is I don't know if it's around October I don't know if it's around the time Dynamite aired or around the time when they signed the Dynamite deal which I believe was the summer and then they just announced it for October um uh, whenever that is, I, I definitely think we will be getting, hopefully by the, by the end of the year or by, you know, at least the summer we do get, um, um, well, he still charges the fucking $50 as long as it's on his own fucking streaming service. I don't even give a fuck. Just make the process easy at least, at least just make it easy. Cause the real shit I hate about paying for it. It you fucking pay for it, and it doesn't fucking work. At least I'd like to be able to pay for it, and it just works. At the least, I don't give a fuck. But um, it's it, I hope not. Anyway. I hope it's just 
you know, the modern version of it, man. But I don't mm. know. definitely, bro. Definitely. So I hope, man, I hope. Um honestly, the fifty dollars usually isn't I mean it sucks, but like especially with us, we split it between three ways. You know, five bucks at it, when it's just us, right? When it's more people, it's even less. So it's really not that bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not too bad. But I just need it on something that's just fucking works, works and it's convenient. Exactly, you know? bro. That's what I really care about. I ain't give a fuck about. It. Like, I don't know, man. I just hope they they get something that works. And and for Bell, I think whatever they make will be for the U.S. and U.K. I think it's going to be Canada. for both. Yeah. Yeah, and like that the main the main media places mm. where media Definitely. is consumed. UK, Definitely. Canada, US. Yeah. For sure, bro. For sure. Uh probably even throw Mexico in there. Um so that is the news on AEW and ESPN, man. Um another another streaming rights deal that seems to be coming to fruition, man, and man, it would be a dream to get something for the U.S. before Revolution, but I think we're cutting it a little too close. Hopefully, oh. double or nothing is the time for that. And all right, man. All right, man. Yeah, we might have to, man. If if the if the Chromebook method don't work, bro, we gotta whip out the old PS4, bro. We might have to, bro. We might have to. Is there a Bleacher Report app on the PS4? No, remember we were just we we were just able to just straight up just buy the fucking pay per view. Oh, they they took those off. They took the off. Yeah, PlayStation doesn't like rent movies oh, or good. anything like that anymore. I don't believe. Yeah. Fucking fucking assholes. Ooh, we, well, I don't we know what kind of X. I don't know what kind of Xbox she got, but I may be able to work some magic. Exactly, just in case, Max. I don't. I don't even know at this point. We, we literally have to ping out old consoles to get their fucking pay-per-views to work. Of course they don't. Oh, does does the X does do Xbox actually have a BR app on the what the fuck, man? I think they probably do. I don't oh, think Lord. I think it's just Sony that doesn't work with them. Oh, which is on. just for fucking <sighs> Alright, man. Okay. You've been seeing him on my t shirt the whole episode, man. CM Punk. I don't think that he has a story. CM Punk is available soon for an All Elite Wrestling return. A new report. A new report has been. Get, uh, a new report has given a backstage update on CM Punk and a potential return to AEW. While speaking on the latest episode of the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer admitted that Punk could return to the company. And will be available in a couple months should they decide to use him. This is your weekly CM Punk scoop. Man, it looks like he's going to be available soon. And it is, uh, it's is—it's definitely going to be interesting. I think he's going to have a lot to do with whatever FTR do in their future, man. I really do. Um, I think they want to work with him. I think they want to work with him and... If he's involved with AEW, I could see them staying in AEW for sure. Exactly. And you know, Tony Khan, he, he wants CM Punk to work out, man. He's going to try to do everything in his power to, you know, make it work, man. So yeah. he could be coming back soon, man. I hope so, man. I, I And even Brody King, I saw, I liked the tweet. 
I think Logan sent it to us, but Brody King liked a tweet that was saying, my toxic trait is that I won't see him pumped to come back, and I don't care. And Brody King liked that tweet, man. Damn. So I want to see him back. I don't give a fuck, but I want to see him. Me too, man. I, I want to see Punk back. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's definitely true, man. I think he's got a lot more to do, man. And I think, um, you know, you know, I think you, you know, I think you just, you know, keep titles off of him, you know, until he can, you know, really show that his body is able to hold up. And even if you do that, I don't know at that point. But, you know, I think you do something like that, man. But honestly, bro, just put him in enjoyable stuff. It doesn't need to be for a title. I understand why you wanted the title on him, but, you know. It just didn't work out. It's just how it is. Yeah. But, you know, if we can, you know, if we can just keep him, if we can keep him, you know, away from championships, you know, I think he'll, I think he'll do great, man. I, I think he'll do great. I really do. Um, if anything, at least with the trios. FTR would be able to carry that shit through and through. So if you had to put a title, I think trios would be perfect. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely, bro. Um. So yeah, man. CM Punk is available soon, man. It's uh, it looks like the ball could be in AEW's court. And for whatever reason, man, I feel like Punk wants to come back. I think so. I think he does. He loves it. Yeah. He just didn't like fucking Scott Coltman, and that shit just set him off. Yeah. And it's just how it is, man. But he, he fucking loved the business, man. He loved both of those guys in the back. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely man. Not all. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't think he likes a certain producer right now, but. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Um. So, yeah, man. Um. That's the story on CM Punk, man. So, like I said, man, it looks like CM Punk will be, um, it looks like CM Punk will be, uh, the ball, the, the ball will be in, uh, the ball will be in his court soon, man. Or the ball will be in AEW's court soon to figure out what the fuck they want to do with him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, man. And our last piece of news. Our last piece of news, man. AEW Fight Forever may have finally nothing confirmed yet, but they may have finally gotten over their hiccup, and their hiccup being the rating. They could not get a rating on their game to save their life. They may have. Yes, they may have finally. Finally got over the hiccup of the ratings bug, as we say, man. So, if you guys don't know, uh, we brought it to you guys a while ago at this point. But, um, the reason they were having trouble getting their game out is because they couldn't figure out if they wanted to rate it T for teen or M for mature audience. So, looks like... It looks like we may have finally gotten over that hiccup, man. So the Entertainment Software Rating Board, ESRB, has officially given AEW Fight Forever uh, video game a T14 rating, which is what they were going for, citing that apparently AEW did not want a mature rating because, um, you know, you can, you know, you know, you can, success. yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they wanted a T14 rating and... 
It looks like they got it, man. So the ES, uh, the ESRB has officially given AEW Fight Forever video game a T14 rating. Citing blood, language, mild suggestive themes, use of alcohol and tobacco. Uh, and they got in the game. What's up? Oh. They got in the game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to, bro. I had to. My bad. My bad. A little too far. My bad. <laughs> I didn't think he'd be in the game. Yeah, they definitely definitely got him in there, man. Um, use of alcohol, tobacco, and violence. Originally expected to launch last year, the AEW Fight Forever video game is still without a release date, but the ESRB rating suggests the game could be launching sooner rather than later. It was previously reported that the AEW video game release was delayed due to issues with ESRB. Apparently, the ESRB wanted to slap the AEW Fight Forever with a mature rating, which would have limited its potential player base with AEW Fight Forever now officially receiving the T14 rating. It seems AEW's AEW and developer Ukes have toned down the game's content though it still seems like there's plenty of violence uh, over... uh, It seemed like there's plenty of violent and over-the-top content. The ESRB rating describes AEW Fight Forever as a fairly standard wrestling game, but then mentions the special match types like a barbed-wired match, a stadium stampede match, let's fucking go, this game sounds incredible, and an unsanctioned match... That allows AEW that allow weapons. Some of the weapons seen in AEW Fight Forever include barbed wire, baseball bats, metal chairs, perhaps the most absurd of all, Molotov cocktails. Using these weapons in AEW Fight Forever will result in blood splatter effects. Dude, this game sounds fun as fuck, bro. <laughs> Dude, we got a we got the we got the Jeff Hardy mix in here, man. We got the Molotov cocktail, man. And he just go backstage to reach his bag, man. He just oh pull out God. the bottle, he just make the fucking Molotov. You go in Orton, you go in Orton's bag, you pull out a bottle of piss or some shit. Bottle of dirty yeah. draws or something. All right, man. So using these weapons in AEW Fight Forever will result in blood splatter effects that can stain the mat as the match goes on. The ESRB rating also makes mention of live action footage of AEW matches that show blood. Beyond the violence in the game, the ESRB rating confirms that one of the other content in AEW Fight Forever seems that seems that uh, states that some parents might not find this suitable for their children. Female wrestlers in AEW will wear revealing outfits that show deep cleavage and exposed buttocks. Oh, shit, asshole. A fucking nerd wrote this. What do you think it is, Saudi Arabia, where they gotta wear fucking turtlenecks? There, There will even be bunny outfits in the game. Though it's possible that the particular attire is restricted to the wrestler who is literally named the bunny, the ESRB adds that there 
are some inappropriate gestures from wrestlers in AEW Fight Forever, including crotch chops, along with live action footage of wrestlers drinking and smoking. Wow, Jeff really is in this fucking game, man. I think he's in the my career, bro. Maybe he tries to bring you down the dark path. I'm saying maybe we get a fucking video game cutscene version of him getting pulled over and our character is with him this time. Or maybe or maybe or maybe your character goes out to the ring fucking half in the bag and fucking Sting's got to bury you in fucking 12 seconds. <laughs> oh my god, dude, this sounds fire. This game sounds fucking amazing. This game sounds fuck? fucking great. I can't lie, bro. I can't no. lie. Bro, alright, man, so including crotch chops and... And, dude, they really did, bro. This is my first time reading it because I started to read this. I started to read this and it sounded really interesting. So I like saving my live reactions to, you know, react with you guys to the shit as well. So the ESRB adds that there are some inappropriate gestures from AEW wrestlers in Fight Forever, including crotch chops, along with live action footage of wrestlers drinking and smoking. The word shit can be heard in the game as well. AEW programming is aimed to get a older audience than uh, than WWE, as they should, and and so a lot of this con- a lot of this kind of content is regularly featured on the company's television show, which makes sense from the video game uh, to be reflective of the television product. Come on, GM mode, um, though. The Molotov cocktails may be a little bit extreme. AEW's Fight Forever's lighthearted Pokemon Stadium style uh, mini mini games and general and generally zanier approach to uh, to be an indication that things like Molotov cocktails are more cartoonish in execution, but fans will have to wait to play. Uh, themselves to find out. AEW Fight Forever is in development for PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. And driving golf cart in Stadium Stampede match, greatest wrestling game ever. Or a, or a horse. You know how uh-huh. Hangman had the horse. That'd be fucking awesome, man. Dude, of excessive. Bro. I want to toss that shit at their golf carts. So we got a bunch. <laughs> Fucking Durante. Dude, I can't wait to play as Jeff, bro. I'm going to take a hit of a fucking blunt and then fucking Swanton off the fucking stadium. This is going to be a movie. So I'll tell you what, man. So AEW, I'm saying this right now. So the plan to, you know, let you guys in. The the plan is AEW Fight Forever is going to be the first Notorious Hills podcast gaming stream. However, mm-hmm. we do have a bunch of aces up the sleeve for other games to be playing. That obviously will be bringing that to you guys at a later date. But um, AEW Fight Forever, that was always the plan to be the first thing. We announced the shit in March of 2022 because that was at the time when they told us the game's going to come out in the summer. That is why we announced it then. Obviously, that ended up being uh, 11 months ago, and the game is still not here. So, obviously, the plan the plan did not go as according. But that is going to be the first thing that we stream because that sounds fucking fun as hell, bro. That sounds fun as hell. Even if WWE 2K23 was going to be good, the plan always was to do Fight Forever first. Uh, we know that's something... 
that you guys wanted. Um, we the original early plan was to kind of do 2K22 first, but we wanted to see how it was first, and our judgment was right because that would have been fucking atrocious to stream. There's nothing to do on the game. But back to AEW's game, that sounds so much fucking fun. It's ridiculous, bro. That sounds so much fun. I mean, it's just reading that article. I want fucking just crazy shit in my fucking wrestling game, bro. That's the shit I want. And even though the game may not look as good as 2K, dude. Who cares? Who gives a shit? I, again, I would tell you guys this all the time. I can play L.A. Noir right now and not have a problem with it. I don't care how the game looks because you want to know why? That game is fucking fantastic. L.A. Noir is one of my, that's in my top five games of all time. So with that, I don't give a shit how the game looks. The game plays so good. There's a tremendous story. It's so much fun playing as, you know, Detective Phelps. It's it's a blast. It's a blast. So I'll tell you what, man. I don't give a shit how this game looks. I've never been a man uh, to, you know, put the graphics above anything. So for the people that say that 2K is going to be better than Fight Forever... You're focusing too much on the looks, man. We know how this works. 2K sucks. Their games are boring as fuck. And and it is what it is, man. Um, But, dude, fight forever, bro. That shit sounds yeah, like right. a fucking movie. I yeah, I, I hope, even. dude, how, how cool would it be if you could fucking put cigarettes out on your opponent? That shit, That'd be sick. Man, that's that just be hard as hell. It's just about to be so fun, man. Molotov cocktails, bro. Sign me the fuck up, man. Rain Jeff Hardy's fucking rental car. That shall be fucking oh. that shall be dope. <laughs> You're just in a fucking my career. You just get pulled over with Jeff. <laughs> Dude, that'd be amazing. You just fucking stole out the fucking car. Oh man. That's hilarious. That's absolutely hilarious, bro. Um storyline is you'd be straight edge of a punk. And you get a backstage brawl where he steals biting people and you oh. join the fight with CM Punk. He's 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 defending the, the world title in a backstage brawl against the three on one, three on two. You gotta fucking help his ass. Yeah, man, but that is that is the news on Fight Forever, bro. This is uh this is this this game's looking great, bro. This game's looking great. And now that I think they got past that hiccup, um so now that we got past that hiccup, um, now that we got past that hiccup, that is, uh, that is, yeah, man, that is, uh, that, this is great news. This is great news for the AEW video game. Um, great news for the AEW video game, man. And, um, I hope the game comes out soon, bro. I hope the game comes out soon. Uh, sooner uh, rather than later, man, because I am very excited. The game sounds fucking fun as hell, man. Definitely, man. I really can't wait. Definitely, man. So with that, man, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Sales Podcast. Man, this has been episode 48 of the podcast. And with that, man, uh, yeah, man, with that, that is going to do it, man. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Logan says he thinks they're going to do a release date at the upcoming IGN event. When is that, if you know? Or is it not announced yet? Um, But yeah, man, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. Yes, 
Hope this game could come out soon. I am so excited for it, especially after hearing about all that. That sounds fucking spectacular, bro. That sounds spectacular. Mm -hmm. Stadium stampede, exploding barbed wire death matches, Molotov cocktails, drinking and smoking. Oh, man, this is about to be a movie. Jeff Hardy's in the fucking game. Man, seems like he's in my career, too. So with that, man, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Podcast, man. This has been episode 148. And with that, man, it has been always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. No, sir, Kate. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is, um, thank you guys so much. Um, yes, thank you guys. We love you guys. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday with Notorious Unscripted. Peace. Summer, yeah.